You're listening to The Millionaire Grind Show, a podcast that inspires entrepreneurs to pursue success and give insight on how to do that. My name is Adam Laskowski, and I'm an entrepreneur set on helping others achieve success in their lives and businesses, and I'm reaching out to local millionaires to talk about their process, the lessons they've learned, and how to get what you want out of life. Welcome to the Millionaire Grind, guys. This is your host, Adam Laskowski, and today's episode I'm extremely excited about. The man we're going to be speaking with today is an entrepreneur who quit his corporate job making multi-six figures per year at age 37 to pursue his digital marketing agency. He is a renowned speaker teaching people all over the world how to reinvent themselves and their businesses in every way and plans to expand that platform to reach thousands of businesses. In less than two years, he has built a multi-six-figures marketing empire, helping businesses grow collectively by seven figures, and in the first six months had hired a full in-house team. Please welcome Reg Malhatra. Thanks for being on here, Reg. It's great to have you, man. Pleasure to be here. Awesome. So uh, why don't we go ahead and start by kind of telling our... um, audience a little bit about what you do, how you got here, uh, what you've did previously before this, and uh, just, you know, some of the things that you've got going on right now as well. Sure. Well, thanks for having me here. Um, my story is probably not that typical. <laughs> um, it's, it's one of uh, someone who's been in the corporate world for a really long time. Uh, and essentially, it wasn't until the age of 37 that I I took the chance upon myself to go out and um, build a business. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I'm only a few years into it, but having had the experience to deal with people at all levels uh, in the corporate world, you know, right from very junior staff to right up to director levels, um, I certainly um, had some idea about how to deal with people, really. That was my number one skill. And so I took that and I, I did whatever I could with it. And I, I went and set out an, uh, a marketing agency uh, around about the age of 37 and have had the opportunity to work with a number of business owners, established businesses in particular, and more recently entrepreneurs uh, in mentoring and coaching entrepreneurs as well. So that's really, I'm a few years into the journey uh, and it's been, a, it's been a really exciting ride so far. Awesome. Wow. That's really incredible. Uh, so you work with mainly just businesses then in your digital marketing agency um, locally or do you work with people globally uh, how do you kind of pursue that we now have clients across seven countries uh, and they're predominantly service-based businesses okay yeah, awesome cool cool um, so I guess just tell us a little bit about what your uh, key driving force is for your business and becoming an entrepreneur as well sure Well, I always felt I had the entrepreneurial gene, you know, (laughs) and many people who who get into this space, you know, they carry some certain characteristics, as you would agree, Adam. You know, we we are self-motivated. We do want to, you know, make a mark in the world. Um, We do, we are driven by challenges and we certainly um, don't mind the idea of uncertainty. And so uh, I certainly always had these, you know, these drivers in me 
Um, but having become a dad at a really early age, I was a dad at 25. Um, I kind of, I kind of followed the norm, so to speak, and um, you know, stayed at stayed at a job. And as it happened, you know, I was drawing in a pretty good income. So that kind of makes it a little bit harder to, in fact, go out and do something on your own. Um, and but like I said, once you once you have that desire or the gene in you, as I call it. Mm-hmm. you will ultimately find a way. And so that really was my story, you know, to, uh, to get out of there. And, and uh, when, when the kids have grown up to a point where um, I certainly have, didn't have as much responsibility at home that I chose to um, give, it a, give it a really good crack, as we call it in Australia, <laughs> or a shot, as you call it. In yeah, yeah. Um, other than that, in terms of drivers, I mean, I have, I have an inherent love uh, and passion for people and I had to translate that into you know what kind of people would I like to serve what kind of people do I want to spend my time with and because I had this pain of always wanting to be a business owner wanting to be an entrepreneur I was naturally inclined to work with businesses you see where I'm going with that yeah yeah absolutely and uh, you know and I thought again you know uh, what kind of business owners and you know, what, what kind of need can I, can I happily fulfill? And so that really was a path to finding out about marketing and um, you know, understanding that this area of marketing and digital marketing is evolving at a rapid pace. And to be honest with you, there is, in fact, I, I heard that from Ryan Dice the other day. I, I happened to spend a couple of hours with Ryan Dice, who is, who is the founder of digitalmarketer.com, uh, you know, one of the greatest marketers in current times. And, you know, he made this amazing point. I think he said it in the context of United States, in fact. There's something like, uh, beats me right now, there's 120 million small businesses in the US. Don't quote me on that, actually. Something like that. The number was enormous, and there's something like 250, or whatever the number of marketers or marketing agencies is. He said, there is no less than 250,000 businesses, if you proportion that across, that each agency could service. Wow. I mean, that's wow. staggering. If people that's think crazy. there's a lot of marketers out there, there are way more businesses that need this help. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. I'd agree. And because for a lot of businesses, I would say as much as 80%, they haven't even started their digital journey. And this is no exaggeration. Having a website is not, is not having a marketing strategy. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And so I paid attention to some of those facts. I, I thought to myself, you know, is this an area that I will enjoy? And, you know, I had some fixed, strict criteria that has to be met, you know, because I, I enjoy working with people. You know, will this give me the opportunity to work with people and business owners closely? You know, is this a dynamic and current field? Um, you know, is this, is this something that can give me a platform to do bigger and greater things. And so, um, and is this something that gives me the right amount of freedom? And, uh, you know, and so I had, I had a very clear criteria I wanted to take off. Mm-hmm. And I say that to everyone, you've got to know why you're getting into business. Why are you getting in the type of business you're getting into, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And yeah, and, and so that's exactly what happened. I started to work with a lot of businesses. I started to understand, in fact, you know, some of my clients are turning over multi-millions and, you know, they almost like subconsciously become my mentors because I've learned about the mistakes they're making with their businesses. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I've learned a lot and it's given me the opportunity to now work 
directly with business owners who are at a certain stage in their journey, mentoring and coaching. And that's where I'm heading now is, is trying to build a platform around uh, helping as many businesses as I can more, in, wow. in ways more than just marketing. That's awesome. So I guess um, talk a little bit about that. Um, so you've, you've kind of got like a, a coaching and mentoring program right now going on um, that, you know, you just mentioned you're really trying to scale. Um, tell us a little bit about that and, you know, what you're, you're helping businesses do. Sure. So here's one of the things we found, Adam. You know, we had a lot of businesses approaching us, and you know, as the name got out, and as we, we did our own marketing, we had a number of uh, entrepreneurs in particular reach out for marketing help. And we put them through a, a, a kind of a consultative interview, if you will, um, because I was very particular about who I work with, right? Uh, it's no point trying to help everyone. Yeah. And I wanted to make sure that whoever we help um, have the highest chance to succeed because of our service. And this is really, really important because if people you work with and clients you work with are not winning as a result of your work, um, it can actually backfire. Yeah. And what, what we found was a lot of businesses we spoke with or business owners or entrepreneurs, whatever you want to call them, we spoke with were in fact not even clear about you know, what is it that they are selling? And I'll give you an example. You know, ask someone, I always ask this question. Let's, let's pick a name, right? Say John. Mm-hmm. John, we'll start this by asking you, what is it you're selling? Or who are you serving? And, you know, people come up, oh, you know, I, I sell properties. Or I, I, you know, I sell, you know, think of any product or service. I have this shop and I, uh, e-commerce and I sell this. And, and, and what I found through those interviews was a lot of people not clear about what is the outcomes or the benefits they're selling? Wow. And so, yeah. Um, and why that happens is because people are not clear about who they're serving. What is your niche, right? What is, what is your offer to the market? And you have to have absolute clarity onto this. So we started to turn people away. Wow. We started to, he said, look, if you're not clear about what you're selling, why you're selling it and who you're serving, it's going to be extremely difficult to get your marketing right. Yeah, that completely makes sense. Because what is marketing? Marketing really, yeah. very succinctly, is, is having a message that resonates with your target market. Right? Yeah. And so on the back of that, we, did, we built a program. We called it the Modern Business Accelerator for exactly those candidates who, who, what I felt, weren't ready for marketing. Because if you have two, three, four, five thousand dollars coming out of your pocket every month, mm-hmm. and you're not clear about who you're serving and what is it you want to say to them, that can yeah. cause some serious psychological damage. And so I do not want clients like that. So we build this program especially for those people, uh, particularly consultants, coaches, and other service-based entrepreneurs. Um, so to help them, well, first of all, working on their mindsets. You know, as a, you, you hear a lot about this right now, but 90% of your results in business will come from the way you think about opportunities, about the marketplace, about yourself. Mm-hmm. And so that led us down this path. So we work on their mindset, we work on their beliefs and their values, um, and we work on their, um, their offer, their niche. We work on the sales processes because it, it amazes me that people don't understand that what follows marketing is a sales process. Yeah. And as you know, a lot of people have heavy limitations and reservations against selling. 
And we'd yeah. ask them because, because there's a misconception. Selling is not pushing your products and services on the people. Selling is, um, this is going to sound a bit fluffy. According to me, sales is love. Okay. <laughs> it's a long story behind that, but selling is the art of helping people help themselves. Because a lot of people don't make decisions. They don't know how to make decisions. Mm. So having an effective sales process means that you're helping them make a decision around your product or service, which can solve their problems. Yeah, that makes sense. That's pretty so cool. that's what we did. We built a program around that. And, 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 and now I'm moving towards a path of, uh, like, like you and I have discussed earlier, uh, you know, setting up a, a platform which, uh, uh, I'm basing it around the concept and the idea of reinvention, a reinvention of self, but also reinvention of people's businesses because we are in very dynamic times. Things are changing more rapidly than most businesses can keep up with. And that requires, that mandates that we are able to reinvent uh, the way we do things, whether in a social media context, whether in an online context, mm -hmm. uh, or whether in our thinking. Wow, that's really cool. That's really awesome. So you're basically, I mean, you're basically taking people from the point where, you know, if they're not quite ready to be able to do online marketing effectively, um, you know, not necessarily themselves, but, you know, it be effective for their business, you're getting them ready for that. That way then they can take the next step in and really make it happen with that. Spot on. Awesome. Because here's the, here's the thing, Adam. Online marketing is very, very effective. Make no mistake about that. Mm -hmm. But if it is that effective, you can go and pick nine out of 10 people and they'll tell you they've failed at it. Yeah. All right. Yeah, absolutely. This, I agree with that. This is very powerful. What I'm saying to you is most people will fail at online positioning and online marketing. Hmm. So let's go in a little bit about that then. Uh, is digital marketing, is that something that you learned before you started your, your business, you know, before whenever you had your, your corporate job, is that something that you already knew how to do? Or is that something, you know, you decided you wanted to do and then you just took the steps to do it after you, you kind of decided that. Good question. Adam. <laughs> um, <laughs> look, look, I, I had an interest in it. Okay. I had an interest in it. It was, it was more like a hobby. It wasn't even related to the work that I did in my job. It was that interest, right. That led me into finding out more about it joined a number of online programs um, and mm -hmm. coaching programs around all of that. Um, develop, you know, I would say a foundational level of skills. But what I was really good at is, and I still am good at, is finding the best people. And like I said to you, right at the start of the interview, one of my best strengths is, um, you know, empowering people and finding mm -hmm. the right people and not being shy in, um, using, uh, you know, the best people uh, or bringing the best people in and letting them do what they're best at. And I think a lot of people, a lot of solopreneurs lack this ability because they don't want to let go. They, they themselves feel a little bit, um, you know, uh, I would say conscious, but a little bit insecure about where they're at, at the, in their, at their own skill level. So I don't have a problem doing that. Um, I, this is the thing that I do, you know, I learn enough, that I can ask the right questions mm -hmm. and then I hire the best people to come on board. Uh, and this is exactly the path that I took. And, and you know, it's like popular business motivation mantras, really. Um, you've got to be on the journey. You've got to be in motion 
Um, you've really got to fail fast. This is not only Silicon Valley bullshit, it's true. You've got to fail very, very fast because all the lessons that I learned was by doing all the wrong things. <laughs> yeah, that's super interesting because that's the total, not opposite of what you hear people tell you to do, but more of what most people think they need to do. You know, they, they'd rather learn the skill first and then kind of make the plunge. But, you know, kind of what you did is you just, you just did it. You just went out there and, I mean, you, you definitely took some action to learn that first. Um, enough that you could effectively help people, but then, you know, it's just kind of trial and error. Is that kind of correct? That is absolutely correct. I mean, this is wow. not some motivational stuff here. This is, this is business. Mm. You can think of the largest organizations that make a decision, they do some foundational work, foundational research, and they go out and implement, and then they, they, they learn through the process of iteration. I mean, you can think about this Facebook. Did you know there's 10,000 versions of Facebook out at any given time? Did you know that? Oh, wow. Yeah, no, I didn't know that. It's incredible. So the, the version that you have on your phone, perhaps, is likely to be slightly different. The one I have is different to my wife's. Why is that? Because by having that many versions out there, all they're doing is they're collecting data. Yeah. Right? They're seeing which. And so sometimes, a lot of times, they'll even release features and you'll see it for one day and then it's gone. Because there's no point sitting there working up this new feature, uh, when, you know, uh, and, you know, oh, this is the best feature, spending all the, you know, it's a whole concept of MVP, minimum viable product. Get, get the product, this feature out at the minimum, minimum level, get it out to the market, see what happens. Is the market responding well to it? Collect that data and then choose whether you want to make some changes or, or let it be the way it is. It's the exact same thing. If you have an idea, if you have a concept in your mind, get it out to the market. There is no better teacher than the market. You know, Gary Vee says the market is the market is the market. You, the market will reward anyone, right? The market will reward your victory, but at the same time, market will be the best teacher for you. That's really, uh, honestly, I mean, that's kind of wise words, Reg. That's awesome. That's really, really good words. It's so, true, man. It's true. I, I would never stop talking about this because I've seen a lot of people trying to get things perfect. They're trying to get the best thing. You know, I, I didn't have a website, but I had my first paying client. These are some hardcore lessons, even for myself. Like I see people trying to do, you know, I'm only getting on the branding journey now. Right? Yeah. People want everything right. They want to have their book out. They want to have everything out first. So people just buy from them. Yeah. Hey, if you can't sell, I don't care what profile you've got. Yeah. Right. I was actually at a sales event last few days and um, the amazing exercise that was held, you know, they asked us to hold our breath and they said, hold it as long as you can. And then let it go, right? Obviously, because you kind of have to. Yeah. So everyone stood up and everyone had held their breath. And some people kind of gave up in the first five seconds. Some people lasted 20 seconds. So other dudes was going on like it's nearly a minute and a half. Oh, my God. And the whole purpose of the exercise was when they, when, when they asked to sit down was this, that when it comes to sales and marketing, people are trying, people are avoiding it. But here's the thing. You can only hold it so long. You, you can do everything you want, but if you're not getting paying clients coming through the door, you, you're going to die. Your business is yeah. going to die. So you, can, you can't hold on. It's the same. He was using breath as an analogy. How long can you hold it? Yes, you can hold it, but at some point you've got to let it go. You've got to start breathing. And so sales and marketing is the oxygen. I've kind of detracted a little bit, but I hope you can make sense of that. No, that's great, man. That's, that's freaking great. Um, so... One thing, let's, let's talk about this, all right? So in the beginning, you know, we, I was talking to you a little bit before this actually started, and, uh, you know, you're telling me you guys actually grew 
really, I mean, really super fast. You had four people in the first six months. Is that correct? That's right. Did you, did you have to maintain funding for your venture to be able to grow that fast? Or were you able to just start making sales yourself? And then from that, you know, you, you hired people as needed. That's a good question. Um, so I had some funds available. Um, you know, I had been working for a while and all that. But to be honest with you, um, I didn't have to rely on it all that much. Wow. Um, only because I was okay to get out in the market and deal with people and, you know, at some point even bring in people on a trial basis. Mm -hmm. So there's so many things you can do because here's the thing that matters in life the most and in business results. Yeah. If you get people results, they'll like you, they even love you. Right? Because it ultimately changes their lives. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter if you're in business or not. You know, having more customers walking through the door, having more leads, what does that mean at the end of the day? It means the business owner can, you know, focus on things that matter to the business owner and they, they kind of become a fan of you. And so, you know, forget referrals. I mean, they, you know, there's a whole lot of um, what do you call it, trick, uh, ripple effect from there. So you look, funding is good. It, it can be very helpful, but there's so many things that you can do without funding. And it does come down to, um, it always comes down to marketing and sales and, and your mindset and your mindset. Very, very importantly, you know, what are your beliefs? What are your thoughts about sales? What are your thoughts about people? What are your thoughts about opportunities? Do you mm -hmm. think that it's really hard to get into business? Do you think it's really hard to grow a business? If that's where you, that's where you fundamentally, your thoughts are, you, that's what you're going to find. Mm -hmm. So I always felt, and I, I'm, I know almost, I almost got called crazy about this in a very Gary V-esque way that I feel that that's just so much opportunity that it's mind blowing to me. My biggest problem is, um, having or not getting to so many things that, you know, to me right now I'm at the stage of my business where less is more, you know, someone said the other day, um, Tom Billy or someone in an interview with, mm. with Gary Vee, in fact, he actually said that he said, courage is the ability to say no to the 999 things and pick the one. And to me that, that comes right back home because we're at a time, according to me, there's so much opportunity. It's mm -hmm. mind blowing to me and the, and it can almost freeze you into inaction because it's, it can be a little bit harder to make decisions. You know, it's like you go to the supermarket aisle. I find it extremely hard when there's 200 types of cereals. If you had only five cereals, I'll be able to make a decision really fast. Yeah, absolutely. The same thing in business. So super optimistic, super positive about where we are in history, what opportunities, you know, I'm proving it through my actions here. You know, I have, I have grown up kids. I have, you know, I started really late. And, you know, and all the other limitations that come with starting at this stage in life, you know, I, I don't know, I don't know what anyone else's excuse is. You've got to find something, go with it, make some mistakes, keep making the mistakes, find out quickly if it's not for you or not, or pivot or change, find the next thing. This is what all the greats talk about. And I couldn't agree with it more. Well, huh? So, you know, we've, We've kind of mentioned a couple times, you know, you uh, a couple of things that you've learned from uh, Gary Vee and, and uh, a couple other people. Um, you know, we were talking earlier and you actually had had the chance to be able to meet Gary Vee. Uh, go ahead and talk a little bit about that and what that was like and some things that you took away from that. Yeah, sure. Um, yes, yeah, so I had an amazing opportunity to um, have dinner with him. It was only last week, actually. And... Um, 
you know, Gary in his, in his typical style, it was, it was a very intimate setting, only a few of us, and he pretty much broke into Q&A style chats, mm-hmm. which he's a master of. And, you know, everything you, you see about Gary is exactly what you get when you meet him live as well. I mean, he, for the first half an hour, it was almost like watching him on YouTube. It was the same narrative, same things he always says. Um, he carries an insane amount of energy in his in his being, in his presence, and it resonated with me a lot. Uh, this is pretty much who I am uh, from an energy perspective, from an optimism perspective, from a positivity point of view. And so it really didn't take us long to hit it off. Um, you know, I, there was even moments, a couple of moments where I, where I openly disagreed with some of the things he had to say. And, uh, you know, in terms of uh, what I took away from the, from the, from the chat was, you know, it's, it's the usual things you hear about. Um, so we, we're living in a time and, you know, I'm, I'm getting very passionate about this whole area too right now, um, that no matter what you do, your job is to tell your story. Mm-hmm. Okay. No matter what business you're in, people buy from people. Yeah. You know, I was reading the other day, we are so lucky to be alive in this era. If you go back many, many years ago, companies like Walt Disney and McDonald's, they had to humanize their companies through characters whether it was Mickey Mouse or Ronald McDonald, the most recognizable characters of all time, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why did they do that? Because when you're so large, it's very difficult to have this human being at the front of it, right? And, and have many, many people know about that human and understand their content and their values and their proposition. No longer is that the case. If you look at Gary Vee, he's got VaynerMedia. Yeah. People, people do business with him because of him. Right? And so his point is we're living in a time there no longer has to be a difference in, in who you are and what you do. What does that mean? So say you're a marketer or you're a coach or you're a, you know, you're a software comp, uh, you know, entrepreneur, whatever you are. Um, people do want to hear from you. They want to see what you're all about. They want to know your journey because they relate to you. Right? Because the number yeah. one cognitive, cognitive bias in the human mind, human mind is relatability. And as you know, people will do business with you if they, if they know you and they like you and they trust you. So that's the first point he made very powerfully. And he always talks about that. Your job is to tell your story. Right? Some of the greats are talking about. Think about Gary Vee. He gets on the stage and still talks about his liquor business, doesn't he? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. How's that, relevant to, how's that relevant to what he's selling? Because he's, you know, that's the first point. Second point was... Um, there no longer has to be a difference between who you are and what you do. What does that mean to you? Um, I mean, that really brings in the, the personal touch to it that, you know, people, when they, like you were saying, when they're doing business with you, or when they're doing business with you, that they're doing business with you, not, not just that company. Almost the same point, yeah, but slightly different uh, context, I suppose. So give an example, like, you know, uh, I'm a marketer, but I'm also, you know, working with businesses and other capacities. I'm a speaker and all these sort of different things. Now, I don't have to necessarily put on an image out there for the world. In fact, if you go to, uh, you know, if you look at my content on my Facebook, you'll see that a lot of the lives that I do, a lot of the videos that I do, I'm exactly how I am right now. Okay. This, cause this is who I am. I bring in this level of energy. I bring in these beliefs into my content. And that does that mean that people aren't going to buy from me? Maybe some people won't they may not be able to relate to me. That's fine. But when you know the people who are not going to buy from you, the people who buy from, want to buy from you, want to do business with you, will find you. 
So you don't, what, what he's trying to say is you don't have to be this other person in your private life and too much of a different person in your public and business life. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes total sense. And, and of course, the last, one of the other things that he brought home, which I mentioned to you earlier, you know, um, Gary talks about this, you know, give when it's time to give, but say you're selling when you're selling. That makes sense. Right? Don't sell under, under the pretext of giving. Mm-hmm. When you've given enough, you should be confident enough to ask for the sale. Because if they like you, if they trust you, and if they bring, understand the value you're bringing, and if they have a need for the problem you're solving, they should be open to doing business with you. Yeah, and I think that's where a lot of people are, that's where a lot of people are confused. A lot of people are in the giving mode. I love that Gary has uh, promoted that culture of that's great. But what comes after no like trust is um, give, follow up, and ask. So you're kind of saying, as far as as far as that goes, you know, with the sales process and everything, you you kind of hear, you know, sometimes from like the car salesy standpoint, you know, they just try to be sly in it and just kind of sneak that sale. <laughs> You're just saying, be upfront about it. Just be open about it. I mean, you are asking for the sale. So it's all right to make that known. Yep. Yeah. Exactly right. And if you have been giving, you know, you have been giving content, information, strategies, Lee, uh, sorry, uh, you know, books, whatever have you, right? Videos, all of these things that we all do now, um, you need to think about a process which then ultimately invites your prospects to come and talk to you uh, to understand what more you're, you know, how you can help them, how you can solve their problems, and then be okay in asking for the sale. Because guess what? Not everyone's going to buy, but there mm. are some that are going to buy. But if you're not going to ask, what are your chances? What are your chances of serving? What are your chances of fulfilling your business mission? Yeah. Because we're all in business for a reason, right? Yeah, absolutely. Typically, it is, it is to serve someone or something. Mm-hmm. So how are you going to serve someone if you're going to do it free of cost all the time? Yeah. You can't. No, absolutely not. And so, yeah, no, look, it was, it was great to meet him. Um, he's super generous as he is. Uh, you know, it was meant to be an hour and a half, but we spent time for nearly three hours. Um, oh, wow. That's what he's like. <laughs> um, that's cool. And, and the other thing I learned is that uh, a lot of these people at, you know, at these levels, you know, ultimately they're all human beings. And one thing that I, you know, I've spent time with Ryan Dice this year, uh, who's really in the top five list along with Gary Vee. And then I've spent with Gary Vee as well. And one thing I found myself doing is I treat them just like any other person. I treat them as just peers. I treat them as human beings. And what I find is that they love it. Yeah. They actually love it. Uh, They've got enough people bending over, you know, and treating them like gods. And ultimately, um, if you're coming from the right place and if you have good self-esteem and, you know, if you believe in yourself and if you, uh, you know, are okay with who you are, and that's why even, even a great marketer like Gary Vee talks so much about self-awareness and humility and all these sort of things, because without all of that, you know, you have no business. You have not a business that you want. And, um, I, you know, I would say, you don't, you don't have business problems. I say that to my clients as well. You have personal problems that reflect in your business. Smile. I'll give you an example, small example, like you always tell people, you know, are you, do you ask for refunds all the time? Are you trying to bargain all the time in your personal life? Do you hesitate to make decisions? Do you take really long to make decisions? Do you, do you sit on things for a while? Is your email box all clogged up from people who you're not even buying from? Um, are you, are you, do you not invest in yourself? If these are all the things you are living, 
these are the exact sort of clients you're going to attract into your life. And so now it starts to get a bit more philosophical because yeah. uh, business is in many ways a spiritual and philosophical journey. And so we have to understand that as and great business people of the world like Steve Jobs and Ray, Ray Dalio, you know, who's written the book Principles, they all understand this. So who are we not to expect time understanding this? They all know it. Some of the greatest minds in the world meditate in the morning. The average person doesn't want to. That seems to kind of go back to the same point too that you were saying that, you know, you're, you're no longer a separate, you, you, you and your business are not necessarily separate. You know, you're, you are your business. So that, that totally makes sense. And, and you can look at my content and you'll see that some people, uh, you know, it may appeal to some people, some people it won't. So if I have to please everyone all at the same time, it ain't going to work. Yeah. By, no, by, doing, by, by doing what I do, I attract the right kind of people who are, who are a reflection of who I am in, in many, many ways. And so going back to that point, you need to clean up the things that you're doing as a business owner in your personal life if you want to attract the right kind of people. If you, if you pay things in installments all the time, if you pay your bills late, don't be surprised if you attract people like that into your business. Mm -hmm. Why is that? Guess why? It gets very um, kind of philosophical again, but a lot of studies have shown that you will tolerate what you do. Yes, because you don't pay your bills in time, you will subconsciously tolerate people like that coming into your business. And so you'll attract more of them. Wow. It really goes back to the basics. You have to clean up your personal, and it's always, a, it's a journey. You can never be perfect yeah. overnight, but you need to identify. And that's where, whether Gary says this, whether anyone else says it, Tony Robbins says it, self-awareness is where it all starts for a business owner. Hmm. You know, who are you? What do you want? Why are you in business? Who are you trying to serve? And, be, and I can tell you one thing categorically, being honest with yourself is the hardest thing for any human being. That's interesting. That's something that, I mean, a lot of people really don't talk about. So that's, that's really interesting. That's huge. But being honest with yourself will change your life. Yeah. So um, I guess kind of moving on, your, your business is, is forward marketing. Is that right? Yes. That, so that, how the, did you kind of come up with the business name? Did you write down a long list of different names or was that something just kind of naturally came? Um, it's kind of along the same principles that I shared earlier, you know, yes, I did come up with a list. Mm -hmm. um, I wanted the name to be progressive. It, it was, you know, it, it, it talks about progressing and moving forward, of course. At that time I didn't have the word forward in my mind, but it should, you know, it should, it should have a positive connotation to it. So that was my first criteria. And then my second criteria, for some unknown reason, which I, I, don't, I can't even think of it, but I wanted a number in it. <laughs> so that I can shorten the word, you know, like forward, you can use the number four. And so I had all these names, you know, elevate, dominate, the number eight at the end, all that sort of stuff. And most of them were taken. So ultimately I was left with forward. And again, going back to the principle, you know, have your, have your basic criteria, take steps towards it, and then just, you know, don't overthink it. Don't sit there and oh, perfect logo, perfect bang, you know, because like I said, you know, I had my first paying client before I even had the name and the agency and the, and the website. <laughs> How did you sell it? <laughs> Start bringing people and say, this is what I'm doing. I'd love to come and have a chat and find out more about where you are, your business. And, you know, it, Something has to click, and you, you know yeah. that just powers you on if you can do that. Whereas a lot of people, they, a lot of people, and sit there and spend too much time thinking about where are my clients going to come from. The greatest tool in humankind is this phone. 
in many, many ways, but also in the most basic way, which is to pick up the phone and speak to people. So as far as that goes, whenever you started finding new clients, were these, did, did they come from your personal network or did you start cold calling? Did you do email marketing? What, or did you do like Facebook marketing? You know, what, what was your tactics to find people? All of that. Really? All of that. Bits and pieces, trial and error, you know, go, going into business groups, um, in, your, in your approach, uh, you know, situation with confidence, mm -hmm. um, you know, people believe in you and they, they like to give you a try. And I love the business community and the entrepreneurial community. I think ultimately people try and help each other out, which was great. It was so refreshing compared to the corporate world where people are very competitive against each other. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, yeah, look, um, yeah, it was really about re initially you have to kind of do reach out and, you know, maybe just uh, doing some research and having a look at businesses in your area that don't seem to have their online presence quite positioned quite as well and picking up the phone and having a chat and saying, look, have to come in and chat this is what we're doing and show you what we're uh, not a direct sales pitch but just getting in front of them yeah i think one thing led to another and once you've got a few clients uh, you can ask them to you know, you know to to get some like for example one of our clients was an it company oh the story was amazing I, actually i can share that story if you've got a few minutes yeah absolutely so we had a client who was a, a, a dentist right a dental company and in taking over their marketing, they also talked about helping them with their, they asked us to take over their email and everything. And that's something that we didn't have. That wasn't our special, you know, our core expertise. Mm -hmm. So um, all I had to do was pick up the phone to the local IT company and say, hey, this is what's happening. Uh, would you like to help with that and become our partners in that? Of course. They got that work uh, because of that. And we got to know the IT company and spent some time with them. And they said, hey, we don't do our own marketing either. Would you like to give us a hand with that? Yes. What do you think I, what do you think the great thing about an IT company is? They're a great connector. Think about their clients, real estate agencies, lawyers, accountants, medical practices. Wow. Sometimes one thing can change the course of your entire business. That's crazy. What comes, yeah. What it comes down to is your ability to deal with people, right? So I would say, if you don't like people, if you don't like dealing with people, if you're shy of people, you better get out of business because business is, is about people. Yeah, absolutely. hundred percent agree. It's about relationships. It's about people, no matter what business you're in. That's where a lot of the wins come from and a desire to generally uh, give, like you said before, a general to, to contribute uh, to the success of other businesses or whoever your niche market is. You've really got to want to do it for them. Yeah, it works. So I guess uh, kind of moving to a little bit of a, a side note, I guess. Uh, what would be your most ins inspirational books that you've read? Do you do a lot of reading, Reg? I do. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, look, where do I start? There's a lot. From a business perspective, um, I like Principles by Red, Red Delio, or I don't know exactly how his surname is pronounced, but he is the founder of uh, one of the one of the best hedge funds in the world. That's one of my favorite books. You know, other than that, there's obviously a lot of um, personal development books that we mm -hmm. kind of keep up to. Beats me right now because I have that many favorites. Right, How to Win Friends and Influence People, great read. Um, the E Myth, have you heard of that? Mm -mm, I haven't. The That's e a great book. 
E-E Myth, Myth, M-Y-T-H. Hmm. Um, what else? What else? High Performance Habits by Brendan Bouchard. I've heard of that one. That's awesome. Um, Expert Secrets by Russell Brunson. Great book. Of course. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> um, Start With Why, Tools of Titans by Tim Ferriss. Zero to One by Peter Thiel. Hmm who was one of the, the co-founders of um, PayPal along with Elon Musk. Huh, that's cool. That's interesting. Uh, there's great books, but ultimately, you know, even with books, right, I've got this new thing now. I, when I'm reading a book, um, I have this thing. As long as I get three to five actionable, implementable things out of them, no matter how far I'm in the book, I'll close the book. Oh, wow. I'll put the book away. Yeah. Uh, and then I'll go and play with those things and implement those things. So the big problem with books is you can read all you want. If you're not implementing, you're going to do, you're going to forget what you gain out of the book anyway. So sometimes it could be 10 pages into it. Sometimes it could be three quarters of the way into it. I'll go back to it. Once I've had a play with that. So um, I think that's, that's something I would share with anyone that I speak to about books because there's no end to amount of books that are there, but what are we doing with those books, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's cool. It's a good, nice take on it. Yeah. So I guess we're, uh, we're kind of coming to an end here. We're kind of wrapping things up. Um, one question before, before we end this thing. So it's kind of, we call it our bonus question. So if you could sum up your entire experience in one word, what would that be? Crazy. <laughs> Crazy. If you, if you had given me a few more words, I'd add, um, Crazy but spectacular, you know. Like, yeah, this is everything I ever wanted. I wow. love the, That's cool. I love the un uh, uncertainty. I love the um, energy. I love the spontaneity. I love the, the the fuck ups, if I can say. I love the, <laughs> the, yeah. the, the trials and errors. I I love the I love the journey. Um, you know, that's the most exciting part about it, and. I'd sum it up by saying the magic is in the process. It's beautiful. It's fantastic. Question, question is, are you enjoying the process? Yeah. In spite of all the, all the failures and all the errors that you're going to make, you've got to enjoy it. I mean, it takes me back to one of the amazing things that Gary said in one of the events. You know, he said, and I don't know how much truth there is, but we've got to take it by what he says because he says it so many times. Mm -hmm. and he talks about, he loves the climb so much that he worries when he gets to the top. He actually feels he'll sabotage to go back down. That's how much he, and you can see that in his actions and his words that if you took away this day-to-day -day hustle and the journey from him, he's mm -hmm. going to be bored shitless. Like he if you just made him the king of marketing and if you gave him the New York Jets, in fact, he says that he said, I don't want to buy the New York Jets. I want to try to want to buy the New York Jets. There's yeah. so much in that line. That's crazy. That's, that is a massive, I mean, just that one phrase is huge. Everybody forgets about the process. They just want to get to the end result, but processes were, but, but, but you actually inherently have to develop a lot. You can consciously develop a love for the process. Yeah. And you, you, it's not just going to happen. You've got to look at it and go, I wonder what that's teaching me. 
I wonder what I didn't know. I made some huge mistakes last year. We bought out an, uh, you can almost say we bought out an agency last year without doing much research. Oh, that's how, that's what helped us grow. Guess how many clients I got out of that? One. Oh, wow. One. Why? Because we were looking for shortcuts. But the funny thing is, but if I hadn't done that, I wouldn't know now not to bother about that and keep building on our own, right? Now I don't spend time looking for those opportunities. So, so much learning from that, that I will say the exact same thing as Gary right now, that if you took away this process from me and said, here's your multi-seven-figure multi agency, now you can sit on your ass and, you know, um, you know, tell the world how successful you are, mm -hmm. I'd be like, no, thank you. No yeah. one It's incredible. Well, awesome. Uh, well, thank you very, very much for this interview, Reg. It's been a fantastic time having you on here on the Millionaire Grind. Um, if anybody wants to get in contact with Reg, feel free to uh, contact him. I'm going to put your Facebook and all your contact information in the uh, link description of this podcast. So you guys will definitely have to uh, hit up Reg. And if you ever need any, any digital marketing or, or want any consulting or anything like that, awesome. Well, thank you very much. Thanks. Thanks for having me, Adam. Cheers.